Welcome to our podcast channel, brought to you by the British Chamber of Commerce in Singapore. Subscribe to our channel as we provide you with curated content and in-depth conversations by industry experts and leaders across Singapore, ASEAN and the United Kingdom. Our next episode features a series that we're excited to bring you called Meet the Committee. At the heart of the Chamber are our 12 committees and our dedicated members who excel in their own fields, providing great curated content and up-to-date information in the form of events and thought leadership pieces. This episode, we talked to the Chair of our Energy and Utilities Committee, Tim Rockell, to find out more about their vision and their plans for the future. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Today we are joined by Tim Rockell, who has been involved in the Energy and Utilities Committee since 2013 and has been the chair of the committee since 2016. Tim, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you very much, David. Pleasure. So, Tim, how long have you been in Singapore for and uh, what brought you here first? Yeah, thanks, David. I came here originally at the end of 2012 and uh, I moved across from the Middle East, so uh, I'm heading uh, eastwards. I originally thought I'd be in Singapore for a fairly short time, around about three years, and then kind of finished my career in North America before returning to the UK. But uh, having settled here, um, it's such an interesting and exciting place to be that I've decided to stay. So pretty much now I'm coming up for my eighth year in Singapore. And when did you decide to join the British Chamber of Commerce? Almost immediately, actually. Uh, I was involved in a British business group in uh, Saudi Arabia when I was in the Middle East for a few years. And I've always liked to have connections with the, uh, the embassies and the Department for Trade. And uh, as soon as I landed in Singapore, I got in touch with Brit Cham and uh, found out that there was an energy and utilities committee and uh, got on board as soon as I was able. So you've been involved with the energy and utilities committee for seven years now. Um, what, what is the core purpose of the group? We're very much aligned to what is the core purpose of Britchan. That's networking, making connections, but also creating opportunities. So remembering that, first of all, we're a chamber of commerce. And to that regard, our committee is very representative across the whole energy and utilities spectrum. We have uh, players from the international companies. We have uh, finance and also reflecting Singapore's role as a commercial, financial, technical, legal hub. We have many uh, participants on the committee who all get actively involved in planning our events. In the past, you've delivered some, some really brilliant events um, and some fantastic content for our members through the Orient magazine. Um, which ones in particular have stuck with you? Which ones have resonated with you most? The ones are where we've really aligned with what's going on in Singapore. And we brought in what I call Singapore Inc. So that could be government agencies. It could be leading uh, luminaries at some of the uh, key academic institutions. You know, we've done events with uh, NTU and uh, NUS, to name a few. So whenever we plan events, we like to get involved, first of all, the British business. We like to get involved the Singapore uh, players as well. And typically we get finance involved as well. I always see finance and energy as sort of intertwined in terms of driving and enabling GDP. And I think you can't do one without the other. And I think going forwards, uh, that's, that's one of the things. I mean, last year we did some interesting events. If you ask me to pick a few, we looked at the future of the uh, oil and gas and the petrochemical sector. And we did that with EDB. 
We looked at future of trade and we did that with Her Majesty's Trade Commissioner, Natalie Black and uh, Enterprise Singapore. And uh, we also did a, an event on the future of power led by one of our committee members, Alard Nui, who is the CEO of Infraco Asia. Fantastic. So some great content coming out um, and, you know, obviously keeping at the forefront of, 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 of brilliant information to share across the members. But from a, a person on a professional perspective, um, what, what, what does the committee bring to you? Why, why was it so important for you to join the committee? Reasons. One is connectivity and really getting involved with some of the key players who are doing some very interesting projects around the region. I mean, some of our committee members have been involved in the development of Singapore for a long time. But given the importance of energy to the GDP of Singapore and uh, the number of employees that it has, uh, it's really been that connections. The other one is knowledge. Being part of a committee really helps me stay at the forefront of, of what is happening, not just uh, in Singapore and the wider region, but sometimes, you know, what's happening between particular groups of, of companies, um, kind of what are the latest trends, what are people thinking about? Fantastic. So uh, a, a great lead on. So what is in what is in the pipeline for the Energy and Utilities Committee? What's what, what's coming up? What are the key topics that are, are hot on the agenda at the moment? We've had to uh, pivot a little bit. Um, you know, we're having our first event on April the 22nd, and that's just a few days away from this uh, podcast. It's actually coincidentally on Earth Day. So we're looking at combining. We did say that this would be our first event in a kind of COP26 year, but of course that's changed as well. That's been postponed. But nevertheless, the issues that are facing the sector, decarbonisation, this, this first uh, event we're doing, it will be a panel discussion over uh, a webcast. We'll be looking at uh, decarbonising the shipping sector. Now, that really plays into Singapore's role as a, as a key shipping hub. There's also a bunkering hub. People are looking at uh, alternative fuels. We know there's a pilot going on looking at uh, LNG bunkering. But I think it goes even beyond that. 1st of January this year was the introduction of IMO 2020. That was a big deal, a big issue, not just for the shipping industry, but for refiners, for traders. We did an event last year focused on that. We originally thought we would do an update, but of course things have moved on now. IMO 2020 has been implemented, but the headwinds are enormous. And we know that, you know, with oil at, uh, you know, in the 20s right now, um, there's many headwinds facing the refining companies, the trading companies, and ultimately that will impact the shipping, but everybody else who moves goods using ships is gonna be impacted by this. So we're looking to appeal to the wider chamber community on this one. That's fantastic. And obviously with, with COVID-19 um, having an impact on, on, on the global economy, and I think there was news um, last week that uh, you know, the oil price being one of those headwinds, OPEC producers and allies have agreed a record oil deal that will slash global um, output by about 10%. Is that, is that the kind of thing that the, the committee would get involved in? Um, would they have comments on that? That's where it is, is affecting uh, many of our members right now. And a low oil price, you know, it is good. The volatile oil price is good for the trading community in Singapore. But ultimately, oil in the 20s, you know, we've just seen, you know, with some of the interventions, you know, from right around the world. First of all, we had OPEC, then we had OPEC Plus, which included Russia and other countries. Now we've even in a situation where uh, President Trump is offering to uh, give uh, some of Mexico's allocation of cuts uh, into, into, the, into the bigger picture. So, you know, right now, the world, I would say, needs low oil prices, but uh, a low oil price doesn't sustain the industry. And it also doesn't sustain things like new energy. 
um, you, in some cases you need both the kind of the old energy, the new energy. You've got to recognize that we are in a transition and that transition is going to cost money. It's not a simple binary switch. So we were seeing a lot of more investment into uh, renewable energy than traditional energy um, up until now. I think that will continue to be the case, but we do have to bear in mind that it is an energy transition. So I think, you know, the world is, is kind of, you know, certainly the kind of the players, the US shale industry, uh, the kind of producers in the Middle East and the Russians are kind of happy that the price is going to shift. And the last thing the world needed was a kind of a price war in the middle of this uh, COVID uh, situation. You see so much destruction in the industry and we're already dealing with destruction in economy from COVID. So I think uh, I would say that uh, the world did the right thing there. Do you think the momentum for, uh, for, for new energies is, is still going to be there? Do you think the money is still going into R&D at the moment? Or do you think it, this will have a, do you think this will, will slow down the development and the implementation? I mean, from a Singapore perspective, looking at hydrogen as fuel, and you mentioned the shipping sector as well, um, you know, huge opportunities in terms of looking at alternative fuels. Do you think that's being put on the back burner for the time being? Right now, of course, the world is uh, fighting the COVID situation, and that's number one and on everybody's list right now. You know, you see it with everybody that you're talking to, whether it's at the uh, High Commission or whether it's um, within companies. You know, the kind of business continuity is absolutely critical. Um, I think we all know that, though. But the kind of the driver for alternative fuels, you know, what is in the lead up to COP26, which the UK will be hosting, and you know, one of the reasons you know, having this event on Earth Day is really to kind of look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture doesn't go away because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, it might uh, kind of shift backwards, but um, in some ways that might accelerate things. So we know that Singapore and other countries such as Japan, Australia and the region looking at the hydrogen economy that you mentioned. We've got great expertise. In fact, some of our committee members have been uh, involved in hydrogen projects in the UK. And we're looking to bring that together to run a hydrogen event this year. The circular economy is another one that uh, I think we've moved on from the initial days of circular economy, but you know, that's a key driver. And some of the initiatives that Singapore's driving, this kind of energy, water, food, waste, this whole energy nexus that uh, the government is driving. Britchan wants to be seen as not just observing, but really being part of the conversation. And that's why we bring those government agencies into the events and activities that we do. And you, you talked about other countries around the Asia-Pacific region as well and some of their appetite for, for you know, future energy. Um, how does the British Chamber in Singapore, being a, 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 you know, a really important trading hub for the, you know, the, certainly the Southeast Asia region, um, play this back to um, our neighbouring countries and support through the other British Chamber networks in the region? Well, I think Singapore, you know, clearly, as I described, you know, the kind of key players on our committee coming from legal, from finance, from technical, from consulting, from the industry itself, you know, they're based in Singapore for a region, but they can, for a reason, but they can access the region, you know, very easily. I think what we shouldn't uh, do is kind of preach to other countries, countries such as, you know, Indonesia, Thailand, Malaysia, you know, any country in the region, you know, can stand on its own feet, you know, they're, they're all uh, proud nations. And where we can help and support really is by creating more connectivity, uh, the, second, the second line of kind of the Britchams networking connections and opportunity. I want us to move more to connectivity and creating opportunities as opposed to more of a networking and connections. So we're, we're looking to drive the connections across the region. We've done events on Indonesia uh, last year. The year before that, we did a good joint event with the Chamber in Myanmar. Uh, right now, we're on an initiative reaching out to some of the other committees 
and also some of the other key British uh, organizations, you know, such as the Energy Institute, the uh, shipping event that I mentioned that's being done in partnership with the Energy Institute, who will then follow up with a series of uh, workshops um, in the coming months, which will all be relevant to its members and those in the industry. So we can play a role here in Singapore. Um, we can, uh, I would say, not coordinate activity, but we can be a bit more joined up across the region in terms of uh, what we're pursuing and what are the common interests and opportunities for British business. Tim, that's, that's really, really good. And, you know, one of the things that the Chamber does, and you highlighted in some, in some, in some of the purpose elements that you mentioned earlier, was um, how do we support UK companies that are coming across? So where are the opportunities in Singapore for British businesses? Where are the expertise in the UK that we can support those companies coming across and across ASEAN? I say to British businesses is that, um, you know, if you kind of if you want an analogy, um, some people aren't always sure what uh, ASEAN is, kind of what Southeast Asia is, what Singapore's role in this whole region. And it's really important that uh, groups like the Chamber, in conjunction with DIT and some of the other groups like UK Export Finance, and that's the reason that we've done events with Her Majesty's Trade Commissioner Natalie Black, is to try and get more connectivity so that British companies, when they're looking at the region, they can connect with the Chamber and get a good initial feel for where the opportunities might be. And it's a little bit akin to Dubai in the Middle East. People head to Dubai, first of all, then they find that all the excitement, all the opportunities are in the surrounding countries, whether it's kind of Saudi or Oman or UAE or Kuwait. It's a little bit similar here. You know, Indonesia on our doorstep ranks number four on quite a lot of indices. You know, it's going to have 90 million in its middle class in you know, less than a decade. And all of these people need energy. Equally, there's people in the region who've only got access to energy for a short number of hours a day. They need energy for 24 hours a day as well, just like we have in Singapore and, uh, and, and back at home. So the region is diverse. It's a region of contrast. If you're looking to build uh, business development to business in, in this part of the world, you won't, unless you're a big company, be able to do it in every single country straight away. You've got to look at where the opportunities might be. And that's where the chamber can help direct you, whether you're in the, in the oil and gas industry, whether you're in the renewable sector, whether you're a trading company, whether you're kind of right down in the petrochemicals, or whether you're looking at you know, some of the new areas, such as, you know, before we talked about hydrogen economy, but some interesting developments in battery and storage technology. Not forgetting, of course, overlaps with transportation, what's happening in the cars with electric vehicles. Great stuff. So, I mean, you know, a, a fantastic overview in terms of who's on the committee, um, what the committee does, the, the role that the committee plays within the chamber regionally. Um, I guess the final question for you is, is for members that are listening to this podcast, who are you looking to bring on to the committee? I think, you know, when you look at the committee, one of the things that we did talk about is linking more with academia. You know, Newcastle University is, is here um, issuing uh, degrees in, uh, in uh, engineering, whether it's uh, chemical, electrical, marine engineering. It's also opened up a research centre, so we're looking at reaching out to academia. We might even reach out to schools as well. When I look at the committee, I think we've got a very nice balance. You know, the Carbon Trust came on this year, um, one of the key organisations that's here and benefited from the uh, Prosperity Fund. I think you know, if people are interested in, in the committee, get in touch. We do a lot of events each year, sort of the panel discussions that I've mentioned, as well as some boardroom discussions, which tend to be a little bit more intimate, but um, add great value to our members and those who are actively involved. So get in touch and uh, we, we, get, we have a conversation. 
um, as, as to uh, kind of, first of all, what do you bring and what do you want to get out of joining the committee? So we try and uh, limit numbers because then we have active subgroups, subcommittees, and then we can drive bigger content. But one of the things that I'm really trying to achieve this year in 2020 is linkage with other committees. So the decarbonisation shipping event, of course, is being done with the transportation, logistics and supply chain group, also the sustainability committee, the finance committee, the finance event, which I didn't mention, but we're planning an event on finance and the new way of finance. Now we'll be looking, of course, at joining up with, uh, with the finance and the fintech committee. And I think that's what the chamber needs to do. So it's not just more regional connectivity, but within our own chamber here in Singapore, we need to join up. And there's a few initiatives that are underway as well, of course, and you know, working with yourself and, and the board to, to try and uh, make sure that we're, we're coordinated. And that's, that's the word, really. I want to be coordinated and not compete with other committees for great ideas and great events. You know, we have great members across very many committees. Everybody's got something to bring. So let's focus on an event. Let's plan it together. Let's narrow it down. Let's bring in Singapore uh, Inc., Let's bring in whoever else we need to, whether there's people traveling through Singapore, and let's put on the, the best event that we can and then turn that into activity. So we've got not just a point in time, but a, but a campaign, some ideas, some thoughts, some opportunities that people can pick up from, from the connections that we're making here in Singapore. Tim, that leaves me to say a huge thank you for your time today, uh, for sharing all of the activity that's happening with the committee. Um, but also a huge thank you from um, from myself and the chamber for your uh, your input into the, the committee over the last seven years and your and your stewardship over the last four years. It's it's a fantastically vibrant committee with lots of amazing output, and we share your ambitions in terms of uh, pulling that connectivity both inside the chamber and, and regionally as well. So thank you very very much for your time. Thank you, David, for your leadership. And of course, you know, um, the reason we do this is because we enjoy it um, and we, we kind of, we get in, we get out of it what we put into it. So uh, appreciate your support and leadership and your entire team through what has been a very difficult time uh, and a difficult sort of transition, if you like, to, to this type of uh, podcast, uh, webinar type uh, of events that we're trying to put on to stay relevant. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can share our podcasts and tag us in with the hashtag BritJamSG on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. For more information on the British Chamber of Commerce in Singapore, please visit www.britcham.org.sg or should you wish to get involved with our podcasts, please feel free to contact us at info at britcham.org.sg.